Alrighty, everybody. Good morning. Gurren Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Saturday and the beginning of the NFL playoffs. Wiz, how are you today? I'm doing well. Looking forward to the playoff games uh, this weekend. Two games today, three games tomorrow, and uh, there's going to even be a Monday uh, football game as well, Cardinals and Rams, so a lot of action. Yeah, first time in history that we're going to be seeing a, a Monday night football game, uh, playoff game, and uh, five of the six matchups this week, folks, are rematches. Interestingly enough, the only one that's not a rematch for this season is the game with the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. They did play last year. Uh, Dak Prescott was not a uh, active member of the Cowboys at that point in time. Uh, but nonetheless, all of the other games are repeat matchups. And in the case of the Rams and the Cardinals, third time those two teams are meeting after splitting the season series. So, uh, yeah, a lot to kind of parse through here. Um, you and I were involved in uh, playoff drafts the last couple of nights uh, for a bunch of guys that uh, can't get enough of this stuff. And, uh, you know, those are always interesting. You kind of have to kind of forecast how you think games are going to play out, uh, how, how long people are going to play into the playoffs. Uh, will there be upsets in the first round? Uh, I think maybe we'll see a little bit of that. Uh, if, if you actually think that when, when we talk about our game forecasts. Um, but, yeah, it's, 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 I feel it's always kind of tricky with, with, with those playoff drafts and trying to figure out kind of the best path for players that are going to play the most amount of games. And, uh, yeah, look, I think these are all interesting games, uh, with the exception of the Steeler-Kansas uh, City game, uh, which is a double-digit spread. Everything else is inside of that. Um, so, yeah, some, some interesting stuff uh, as we head into the weekend, Wiz. Uh, I will say, Wiz, I didn't look at DraftKings this week. Um, I do have a couple of names in mind uh, that I think could potentially be kind of break the slate guys. But, you know, when you get to this point in time, Wiz, I just feel like you're dealing with a lot of the better teams, better players in the league. I think it's kind of obvious there's not as many injury in, uh, situations to kind of worry about. Uh, and hopefully COVID doesn't strike here during the playoffs because that would be a complete disaster for some of these teams yeah no uh, no question about it uh you know uh the usage is going to be interesting i think for some of these teams uh the the, the positions and teams that i'm looking at to see what the usage is going to be is the tampa bay running backs and wide receivers seems to be a, a little bit of a mystery what the usage is going to be for some of these guys uh Except Mike Evans, we're really not sure, like, you know, Tyler Johnson, is he going to be the main second guy? Uh, Perriman, um, you know, you know Scotty Miller, uh, there's, there's, you know, a bunch of guys, and running back is, uh, what's the, what's the, you know, how much is Leonard Fournette going to play? Is he Fred Stank, Keyshawn Vaughn, Le'Veon Bell? Gio Bernard was activating. He's practicing. So Tampa Bay has some interesting uh, situations going on there uh, where it kind of makes it a little bit tough to forecast, uh, especially on DraftKings. It's funny you say that because I I do have a prop bet that's based on what I think could potentially happen at the running back position uh, for the Buccaneers. Uh, Obviously, you mentioned Leonard Fournette coming back, the activation of, of Gio Bernard, uh, the last week, last week actually, Scotty Miller got a little bit more involved in the offense here. Uh, this is a team which lost uh, Chris Godwin, lost uh, Antonio Brown. 
Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that Scotty Miller is going to actually touch the ball a little bit more. And I felt that, you know, that a little bit of a break the slate type guy, uh, he'd be one of those guys that I'd be looking at. Same thing at the running back position. Um, I I would say the same thing for the Eagles, Wiz, right? At running back, Miles Sanders coming back from that injury. How much is he going to play? Don't really know. That game looks like it's going to be played uh, with a little bit of rain, at least the start of the game. So, yeah, yeah, to your point, usage will be interesting. Obviously, these teams are trying to move forward best they can, but at the same time, you know, this is one game. uh, If if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Fournette, you got to wonder what his conditioning is like. And, and they've gotten a little bit of production from guys like Jacques Vaughn. Ronald Jones will not be active in this particular game. All righty. So with all of that said, let's uh, let's get right to it. Um, there are six games this week, sides and totals. Uh, with all of that, how many of the games are you taking? Yeah, week? yeah. I'm touching three games this week. Uh, two games, I'm, I'm, I'm going it from the under-over standpoint, and one game I am taking from the uh, just just from the line standpoint. So three games in total is. All right. So let, uh, who are they? All right. So uh, I'm going to start with the Bengals and the Raiders. Uh, and, and I think, look, these two teams played earlier in the season, 32 to 13, I think was the final. Um, the Raiders certainly uh, made things uh, very lively in that last game of the season against the Chargers. Uh, they have a t- they're a team that has overcome a ton of obstacles to get to this place. I think Joe Burrows had a couple of weeks to kind of rest. I just think this is a much better football team in, in the Cincinnati Bengals. They're playing home. I think this is a Going to be an exciting atmosphere for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, laying five points. I think it's moved to five and a half now. Uh, I actually it's at six. It's, it, right now it's at six, by the way. Okay, so it's at six now. I, I played it at five, and, and, and I'm taking the Bengals laying the five points. Uh, I, I just think there's a little bit too much talent on both sides of the football um, versus the Raiders. I, I will say this about the Raiders, um, and in that game, Max Crosby uh, just played one of the better defensive games I've seen in a long time uh, that night. Uh, he'd be the one guy that could really wreak some havoc on, on this Bengal team and really disrupt things for Burrow. The first time these two teams did play with, um, I actually remember it very well because uh, from the prop perspectives, uh, I definitely played it from the long side over Joe Mixon, and he touched the ball 30 times in that game. And Joe Burrow had kind of one of his lower productivity games uh, thrown for only 145 yards. I think we'll see a different plan of attack especially mixing coming back from injury, but uh, just a note on the game. But yeah, I, I like the, I like the Bengals in this game and I'm, I'm taking unders in two games was I'm taking the under in the new England Buffalo game. It's going to be four degrees to start that game. Mac Jones born in, uh, born in uh, Jacksonville, Florida uh, played football in the sec. He hasn't seen weather like this, uh, this cold. It's not going to be as windy as the first time around, but very frigid temperatures. Um, I just think it's going to be a low-scoring ball game. I think New England's defense will be ready for Josh Allen, having seen him multiple times over the last few years. Uh, I like it from the under perspective in this game. And also that Philadelphia-Tampa uh, Bay game, I think it will be a hard-fought game in the trenches uh, uh, you know, and the offensive lines. Uh, I think that game also is going to be under. Uh, 46 was when I looked at it, uh, the, the over-under. I'm taking the under in the Tampa Bay-Philly game. I'm taking the under in the New England-Buffalo game. And again, the Cincinnati Bengals laying five points. You said it's moved to six now. Uh, I, I'd still take it if it was six. Yes, I like four games. Two I'm with you on. One I'm against you, and the other uh, I you didn't pick. So I'm with you on the Bengals laying six points. Um, you know, we'll get to my reasons afterwards with the player props. But 
um, for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. I'm going to take the Bengals laying six. I'm also taking the Patriots-Bills game to go under 44. I know the Bills just hung up 33 points against New England a couple of weeks ago, but Josh Allen converted and made some of the most incredible plays on third and fourth down in that game. That'll be impossible to, to replicate. So uh, with that said, I'm also loving the under 44 in that game. And I'm I'm disagreeing. I'm going to go the other way uh, in the Tampa Bay Eagles games. I'm going to go over 46 points in that game. I just think this is going to be a game where there could be some mistakes on the offense. It could give short fields. Uh, I think I just think that this is going to be a game that there's going to be some points scored. Um, you know, the weather is going to be perfect. So I'm liking the over in that game. And the other one is the I'm going to go over in the Kansas City Steeler game. These type of situations, I just feel Steelers are going to play very, very loose, um, hold nothing back. They probably feel that they're lucky even be there. These kind of games have some odd situations, uh, you know, where where things that you don't foresee happening take place. So I'm going to go over 45 and a half. That's going to be uh, my fourth game. So we'll see how that uh, plays out. And uh, in terms of player props, uh, how many do you have for the week? Uh, I got a ton. I, I lost track. Probably a good dozen I have uh, for this week, Wiz. A dozen in six games. All right. Uh, I have one, two, three, four, five. I'll get my five out of the way first. And um, and then we'll uh, hear what you have to say. So in that Bengal game, there's a bad matchup for the Bengals. Max Crosby going up against their offensive line and – the thing that the Chargers were unable to do against the Raiders in that game last week was because they were trailing most of the way. They abandoned the running game. That is not going to be the case here. The way to make Joe Burrow have a good game is to run the ball, not them, not let them just you know take off and rush Burrow on every single play, make them worry about the run. I'm loving Joe Mixon over 19 and a half carries in his game. I think they're going to run the ball. That's going to be their game plan and then I believe because we both like the Bengals they're going to have a lead in that game which is going to lead to many fourth quarter carries so I'm loving over 19 and a half I did mention Wiz by the way uh, he had 30 in that last matchup yeah you did mention that I, I just feel like that's going to be the best way to attack the Raiders is to run the ball and then play action and then if they're going to have a lead he's going to get fourth quarter carries so I'm loving mixing over 19 and a half conversely I feel the Raiders are going to be playing from behind and I'm going to play under 16 and a half carries for Josh Jacobs look this is going to be the type of game where I like the Bengals mixing over carries and Josh Jacobs under carries Either the game script's going to go where I'm going to go three and zero, I think, or, I'm, or I could go zero and three if it's the other way around. But I, this is just how I feel the game script is going to go, where the Raiders are going to be throwing the ball, and then I, I'm loving Darren Waller over sixty and a half yards receiving. I think last week was a game that his first game back. I think he's going to be healthier and better. The Bengals cannot cover tight ends. Waller lit them up the first time they played. He's going to light them up again. I'm going Waller over 60 and a half yards receiving. I have two more. The next one is Debo Samuels. I was right about him over receiving yards last week, and I'm going to I love him over rushing yards this week. I think it's moved to 29 and a half. I think the 49ers are going to try and play bully ball in this game, and that's with that offensive line, Trent Williams, 
George Kittle, Kyle Zuzek leading the way, and Debo Samuel running the ball. I think he's going to get maybe seven, eight carries, and I believe that's easily going to put him over 29 and a half yards rushing. And then my last one is Kyler Murray. Uh, I like him over 253 and a half yards uh, passing. Uh, I think it'd be a game script where they're going to have to keep up with the Rams scoring against them. I also like the fact that James Conner may not play in this game. Chase Edmonds is much better catching the ball and making big plays in the passing game. So if that's going to be the case, it's just going to be the type of game where he's going to have to throw the ball a lot and um, possibly being in a game where they have to keep up with points. So Kyler Murray over 253.5 is my last player prop. So that's five for me. All right, good stuff. Well, actually, yeah, five. That's correct. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start where you finished. Um, I already put my bets in, so I did bet that Debo Samuel twenty eight and a half yards. Uh, look, I think this is probably one of the most interesting games of the entire weekend. Uh, probably the tightest matchup in my eyes, where I could see this game going in either direction. Quite frankly, uh, the spread is is three points. Uh, I I think Debo Samuel is the best offensive weapon on the San Francisco 49ers. and as you said, they're going to utilize him. Um, I think only one game in the last six or seven, Debo Samuel has been under that mark in terms of yardage. So I'm going to take as well the over 28 and a half yards for Debo Samuel. I'm in agreement with you. I played Kyler Murray from a slightly different standpoint. Uh, uh, I did think of it the same way you did in that I don't think James Conner, even if he plays, will be 100%. Uh, I, I think he right now he's looking on the wrong side of, of not playing. And I think as a result of that, you're going to see Kyle Murray game script, as you mentioned. I actually think he's going to run the ball a little bit more. Uh, it, the line started at 37 and a half. Uh, in terms of his rushing yards. I took the over on that. I think it's moved to 38 and a half. So those, those are the two that we have that are, are, are similar. Um, let me let me go to the other ones that I have done this week. Uh, I mentioned Mac Jones, cold weather. I think they're going to utilize those weapons. Uh, by the way, three games uh, Damian Harris has played against the Buffalo Bills. He has ran over 100 yards in all three games. Uh, I think you're going to see all the running backs being used in this game. But I'm going to take under 204 and a half yards for Mac Jones in this particular ball game. Uh, I'm, I, I mentioned the Debo Samuel bet. I mentioned the Kyle Murray bet. Uh, Devin Singletary has definitely taken over this running back uh, position uh, for for the uh, Buffalo Bills. I actually bet two bets for him. Uh, the line has moved. Receiving yards started is 12 and a half. It's up to 14 and a half. I took the over 12 and a half, and I also took over two and a half catches for Devin Singletary in this game. Now, you mentioned the question marks around the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on how the ball's going to get moved around. I, I think it's going to Gronk with um, five and a half catches for Gronk. I'm taking the over five and a half catches. I mentioned the Damian Harris statistic of over 100 yards. Every time he's played the Bills, I'm taking the over at 55 and a half for Damian Harris. Uh, Cooper Cup is is just a weapon. Uh, the last time he played against the Arizona Cardinals, he had 11 catches, uh, catches seven and a half. I'm taking the over for Cooper Cup, seven and a half catches. You, you mentioned that Debo Samuel, uh, you know, the, the we talked about it, uh, his rushing yards. I, I don't think Elijah Mitchell is going to play as big a part in this particular ball game. So I took the under 93 and a half Mitchell uh, rushing and receiving yards. Uh, and the last couple that I have was, um, I, I think Derek Carr is actually going to have a pretty good game against the Bengals. I think this will be a pretty high scoring football game. But I took the over Derek Carr one and a half touchdowns. Uh, for Derek Carr, uh, passing touchdowns. I took the under on Leonard Fournette rushing yards at 59 and a half. 
I just don't think Glenn and Fournette's going to get over 20 carries. Last time these two teams met, 22 carries for 80 yards. I don't see that happening in this particular game. Tom Brady has run in almost every single game of late where he's taken off and, and gotten away from pass rush. He's been doing this more and more. Obviously, there is some risk when they're if they're taking a kneel down at the end of the game because you do get minus yards. But I took Tom Brady over a half a yard rushing. And lastly, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I did do it, Wiz. And lastly, I do think the key weapon, if you look at five or four out of the last five games, Hunter Henry has had over six targets uh, in the, in the Patriot games. The one game he didn't, where he didn't catch the ball for more than three catches, was against the Bills. He was thrown to six times, only completed one for nine yards. I think it'll be a little bit different, but I think Hunter Henry's going to be used a lot in this game. I'm going to take the over at 31 and a half for Hunter Henry receiving yards, Wiz. You know what's funny about the EA? So that, let me just think for you, six, count this. You have thir- 13. Baker's doesn't play a props for you. I just want to mention one thing about the Brady one. T- Tom Brady mentioned this uh, going into the Super Bowl last year. He's aware of his player props when it comes to rushing yards. He talked about it. He joked about how how him and – I forgot who he contacted or who he was talking to about it. It may have been Gronkowski or maybe it was Brian, Brian Leftwich, the offense coordinator. I forgot who he was talking about. But at a press conference, he after the game, the Super Bowl, he was talking about how he was going to make a tremendous bet on himself – over rushing yards because he thought he could get it just by a couple of sneaks. And it's funny because, he, you know, you talked about how the bet could be lost if, you know, he, he takes, you know, the kneel down to the end of the game. They now count that as minus yards. But you could actually win the bet, and he, in a playoff game, is more than willing and 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 and, and very he's probably the greatest I've ever seen at it. Those quarterback sneaks to get first downs are actually when they're at the one yard line to score a touchdown. So you could lose on the kneel downs and you could win the bet not on a necessarily run, but just on a quarterback sneak. And he's aware of his player props when it comes to rushing yards. So <laughs> very, very funny. I didn't know very that funny. actually. I did not know that. But uh I do agree with you. He's one of the more talented guys in terms of success rates. Uh, when it means to getting a first down or a lot of times when they're down at the goal line, Tom Brady, you know, if they're at the one, he's, he's probably 50, 50 shot of actually sticking his nose in the end zone. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think it's quite interesting. You mentioning the fact that Brady's aware of it. Uh, I, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Good stuff. So, uh, hopefully we've uh, given out a batch of winners for the people listening and, uh, continuing the success of the regular season, uh, lines and player props, and uh, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll keep the momentum going. It was. I, I just have one question actually, because last week I got burned because Waller coming back. I actually took a shot at him in terms of uh, catches. It didn't work out. Uh, what was what was Waller's line the first time they played Cincinnati? Do you do you remember? Yeah, yeah, he blitzed them for 116 yards. Okay, I think he was seven for 116. The the, the Bengals the Bengals have played those elite tight ends all year. Um, everyone has has blitzed them. Kelsey was the only one who didn't go crazy against them, but he caught a touchdown pass. But uh, Waller destroyed them. Kittle destroyed them. Andrews destroyed them. They every one of those guys. Even even Hawkinson's being he had a, had a big game against them. This this is going to just come down to one simple thing. It's tough to determine at what level strength 
Darren Waller's back. He wasn't himself last week. If he's back or close to being back where he was during the regular season with his second game back, he is, this, this bet is going to go over. It's just that, you know, it's not about Cincinnati's defense or the play designs of the Raiders. It's just that the player is, is, is at full capacity or close to full capacity because he, he, he's not going to be stopped by them if he is, and he wasn't stopped by them the first time they played. I'll say this, the one encouraging thing, and the Raiders did play a lot of two tight end packs last week uh, we thought that would be the case uh, I, as you remember I did take the over in Josh Jacobs total yards and that worked out well uh, they, they, they were intent on running the football last week but Darren Waller was on the field for 78% of the snaps uh, I, I thought that was an encouraging sign and I think he was missed there was one play in particular where I, I don't remember if it was an overthrow or, or or Waller was looking one way and Carr went the other way but th- there was one play that definitely could have been completed for a, a long amount of yards and just unfortunately it didn't work out that way. So I, I may be joining you on that, Waller. I, I remember you saying during the season that Cincinnati really struggled against the elite tight ends, and you and I both know Darren Waller uh, at peak health is is top three in the league in terms of tight ends. Yeah, I think the line's wrong. I think that line should be about 74 or 75. I, I just think it's based on, you know, the, the fact that he missed so much time in last week. But sometimes it may just take a player a week to get his legs on the rim. And, and for this week, uh, with everything on the line for the Raiders, uh, I really like that bet over 60 and a half. I, I just think if he's out there, um, it's going to go over. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one. It's interesting we didn't touch anybody from the Kansas City Chiefs this particular week, and I mentioned last week that that was one of the lower totals that we've seen uh, from Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey. And I, I just don't know what to expect from the Kansas City offense, quite frankly. Was I, I just think it's kind of a mystery at this point. I know Clyde Edwards-Helaire is not going to play, uh, but this team is definitely different uh, in terms of how they're running their offense right now. It's certainly spreading it out a lot more. Tyreek killed dealing with the heel injury uh yeah I, I don't know what 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 comes from the Kansas City Chiefs this week I, and I to your point I think the Steelers it's just hey look no one's expecting the Steelers to win this football game they got to play it's almost like they should play the game like that they should play the game like the Jaguars played the game or excuse me like the Lions played the game against the Packers last week where Everything was out of the kitchen sink, the playbook, the whole bit. Uh, I think if, if Mike Tomlin was smart, um, him and his coordinator, Mr. Canada, will, uh, will, will let Ben do a lot of different things in this particular ballgame. Yeah, it's really one of the reasons I like the over. I, I could just see them like going for it fourth down from like their own 35 yard line, which will either, you know, lead to, you know, comp- you know, you know, those punts are what kills these unders and overs. So if they, you know, going, taking chances and going for it, uh, maybe you running a hurry up offense, they move the ball a little bit against the game in that Kansas City, the last in the fourth quarter going up to a hurry up. They may start off the game with that. I mean, I just, I just envision things taking place in the game that's going to lead to points being scored, especially like you said, when a team comes into a game and feels like they got nothing to lose and uh, they're uh, decided on the dogs and, uh, and may, and may really do some, uh, you know, some, some things that uh, they normally wouldn't do during a regular season game. All right. Fantastic. Wiz. always enjoyable. We'll be back next uh, week to talk about uh, football as well, but Guru and Wiz fantasy football podcast, Spotify, Apple, and SoundCloud. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, Wiz, enjoy the weekend. Uh, We hope to get together a little bit. Uh, By the way, uh, I should mention that I did get the roast beef and mutt sandwiches in Hoboken for for Mr. Howie Z, so he'll be very happy tomorrow. 
fantastic. All right, Wiz, so we'll, see, we'll, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, lots, lots of fun. Uh, should be a fun weekend. You got it.